Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host. I am super pumped that you are listening. This is a podcast by 20-something or 20-somethings or 20-somethings at heart, where we dive into the real and the raw, the uncomfortable and the messy. This is a place for you to receive wisdom from ladies who have been where we're at and can guide us along this crazy time in our life. I am so excited that you are here. So grab something refreshing and let's get on with it. This week on the podcast, I'm chatting with fellow 20-something Brianne Johnson about overcoming fear and chasing what God has called us to. Brianne has a cute little family of her own, runs a business called Salt and Light Trading Co., which you should totally check out on Instagram. And has a podcast of her own called the Dreamer and Doer Podcast. You will find out that she is most definitely a go-getter, and I love learning from her. If you are a big dreamer, but often get caught up in fears and to-do lists, then today's episode is perfect for you. So let's get on with it. Welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm excited to have you on. Why don't you start us off and just tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and what your life looks like these days? Oh, goodness. I have, first of all, learned that seasons just change so quickly. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a little bit of ebb and flow right now, um, especially with it being the holiday season, because I am a business owner. So I own a online boutique called Salt and Light Trading Co. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sell fair trade and ethically made clothing. Um, we source it either from the USA or artisan partners across the globe in countries like India, Haiti, Nepal, and Romania are some of the countries we work with right now. And then we donate 10% of all of our sales to Children's Home in the Amazon. Um, wow. So yeah, that's a mouthful. That's so <laughs> I'm cool. trying to work on my elevator speech, but oh yeah, it's just oh, a yeah. lot. Um, and we... I actually run it with my husband. Um, we started this about a year ago, and it has just been a roller coaster. I think yeah. would be a good word to put for it. Um, and then on top of all that, um, I mentioned my husband, but we also have two kids. So we have a four-year-old boy and a two-year-old girl Aww. who keep us on our toes. Busy, yes. Because <laughs> they're so little. I mean, I'm sure it's yes. just like total crazy town right now in your house. Yeah, but they are so fun. We try to make them as much a part of our business as we are. Mm-hmm. So we take them to shows with us. Um, my son can talk about ethically made clothing. I don't think he knows what it means, but he knows the <laughs> words. <laughs> I don't know many other four-year-olds that have that even know what ethically is like the word at all not what it means but just what that word even is (laughs) um so he has made a couple sales himself at our shows just by giving people business cards and asking them to become shop so he's a great helper to have around and then just as if that's not crazy enough right um I have a podcast um as well Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit weird sitting in the interviewee spot yeah, yeah. the interviewer um which I like to do because it I'm like okay this is what it's like for people who come on my show exactly. it gives me a little bit of a 
insight to what they're experiencing. Mm. And I do a little bit of photography as well. So nothing to like, I don't really treat that as my business, but it's not a hobby either. It's just Mm. more word of mouth referrals. um, Just kind of have built it up that way. And then I also teach a fitness class. Oh my goodness. Um, So yeah, it's been, it's a lot, but I'm thankful that God has given me so many passions and outlets to do them um, because I used to feel so overwhelmed by all the passions that I have had in the past. And so it's been really cool to see how he has kind of meshed them all together in really unique ways Mm. (laughs) that I could have never dreamed about for myself. Yeah, that's so cool. You're such a goer and doer, which is the name of your podcast, right? Dreamer and doer. Dreamer and doer. Dreamer. But you do have to put some doing to the dream. You've got to be a go getter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you could throw that one in there. Exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. I I love it. I also saw that you got to be in the celebration at Magnolia. Yes. That was so cool. Yeah, we set up, well, it was a process. You have to apply. Then there's like a month of waiting to see if you got an invitation to come. So we found out in July that we would get to be a vendor, but we didn't get to tell anyone until September. Okay. Um, But in the midst of all that, it was quite the journey getting Mm. there because we had never done a show um, that big. Right. Let alone at one of the most well-known places in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that in itself was a whole journey I could talk about that God really used to show me things about myself and mm-hmm. um, just kind of brought up a lot of things that I didn't think I struggled with, but it turned out that I did. So I don't know. It was so weird because I was so happy to be there, but on the other side of the coin, there was just a lot of, a lot of different things that went on. I had gotten sick either with pneumonia or mono during that period between Mm -hmm. July and September that really put me out, especially for a business owner and a mom. Mm -hmm. Like I struggled so much and then struggled with a little bit of anxiety as well as um, perfectionism, which are two things that I had always kind of prided myself in that I didn't deal with. Mm. And it was like, mm, you think you don't deal with them, but let me show you. And uh, so I had to really learn how to surrender those parts of me um, to God to get prepared to do a show like that. So mm-hmm. while it was great for our business, it was also really good for me personally to experience. Yeah, just quite the journey for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like, you know, when you see on Instagram or see things like that where you're like, oh my goodness, how cool. Like you just showed up at Magnolia and put on, you know, this thing and you have no idea like the journey that went into that. Yeah. And probably- we try to be pretty open and honest about that. And I, w- mm-hmm. I'll, I still post about it. I think one of my most recent ones on our salt and light Instagram page was like, yes, I look joyful and I'm so excited. I was so happy for this experience, but what you couldn't see were like the days of self doubt, mm-hmm. the days of um, anxiety, the days that I didn't sleep, all the hard work that was put into it mm-hmm. um, that you couldn't see. So while it was like beautiful on the outside, it was still kind of a 
holy experience for me right. um, that you just can't see unless you're living it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the stinky part about Instagram is that mm-hmm. a lot of times it kind of portrays that, you know, curated version. So I like that you kind of put into it like, hey, this isn't all like this picture does not summarize everything yeah. that <laughs> this journey was at all. You can't see the messy sides of it, right? So I like that you did that. It was really cool, that particular picture. I had a girl message me on Instagram um, probably like the next day, and she was like, I saw you at Celebration. I listened to all your podcast episodes over a week and a half, and I've had this like dream to start a business for a long time now, but I've been scared to, and you really inspired me to do that. And so I got on Instagram to message you to tell you how you've inspired me. And when I opened my app, the last picture you posted, that was a picture of me, my mom, and my sister with Uh, you in the picture. I was like, what? That's crazy. (laughs) So she was like, then I for sure had to message you because I feel like it was a little bit of encouragement and confirmation for me to keep doing what I'm doing. Wow. That's so cool. And you're like, okay, Lord, like, um, again, I was like, only you, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I I don't even remember talking to them. Honestly, that sounds bad, but it was crazy. Um, so that's insane. Wow. That's so cool that God would do that. Right. And like, just in the ways that you're like, I would have never even thought of something like that, you know? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. And that's so cool that you had just the opportunity to to do that. And I'm sh- I hope that it like really helped your business. So yeah, um, but that's awesome. Well, today uh, I'd love to talk to you just a little bit about fear mm-hmm. um, and how fear kind of takes a hold of our lives and keeps us from doing the things that God has called us to, um, to dream and do and go and all of those things. Um, so if you wouldn't mind just starting us off, maybe what do you think is like the root cause of fear? Mm, That's a good one. I think a lot of times our root cause of fear, um, comes from either like sin in our own lives or, um, just, uh, believing the lies the enemy has told us about ourselves, Um, because fear is not from God. Obviously there's like a healthy fear of God. Um, but we know the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So as believers, there's really no reason we should fear except for when, you know, and I say sin in our lives, i kind of feel like those are things like pride or, um, because you can still be prideful and fearful. I feel Mm -hmm. like at the same time of, putting so much pressure on yourself to do a certain thing and being like, well, I can't do this unless it looks a certain way. Um, Mm. but we, we don't have to like, honestly, my kind of quote the past couple months is done is better than perfect. Mm. And so just taking a step out with like the little bit that I do have and doing it. Um, but besides that, I think the biggest root is just believing lies about ourselves um, that the enemy tells us. So for me, I'll just use myself as an example was the lie I believed about myself was I'm not enough. And so I felt so overwhelmed by all the things that needed to be done 
and fearing that I could never be those things that I just kind of didn't do anything Mm -hmm. at all. Um, and obviously I have, I know that I am enough because God's enough and it's not because I am enough. It's because he's enough. Mm -hmm. Um, that while I still struggle with that lie and it's something that I kind of have to continually go through daily of reminding myself, like, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, God is for you, not against you. So just keeps taking those steps out in faith. Um, so it's still a struggle and things, a lie that I kind of have to deal with on a daily basis, but because I remind myself who God is, I don't struggle with it as much anymore. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Well, it's really going to be different for every person, right? Of like, what is the lie that you are believing? Um, and a lot of times fear causes those lies, right? Yeah, that too. Um, And it even goes back to like the celebration story was mm -hmm. I had put so much expectations of perfection on myself that no one else was putting on me, Mm -hmm. but that still went back to like, you're not enough. You're going to get there and they're going to think you're a fraud and couldn't believe they invited you, you know, just silly lies that really caused me to be paralyzed by fear. Mm-hmm. Cause like the enemy wants you in that space, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. want you to go and be able to succeed in that way. And so he's going to try to get in your head, um, about anything possible. Really? Um, and just take my eyes off Jesus. Like he doesn't care. He left you alone, like stupid things. Like it's so frustrating to be out of a season and look back and be like, are, are you serious? How was I that gullible? <laughs> How did I believe those things? Because I know they weren't true. Like, how did I get to that space? Yeah. I know that this is true about me. Yeah, I get you for sure. And so it's really like asking the Lord, you know, what are the things that I'm believing that are keeping me from doing what you've called me to? So that's a good point of like identifying those lies first. And then I think there's some feelings that we experience along with fear, like whether it be anxiety, depression, that for me, I've learned about myself usually means that that like I need to dig deeper in me to figure out where those root lies are coming from to find Mm -hmm. some freedom from it. Um, I am, are you into Enneagram? Yes. Okay. I am now. (laughs) I know. Right. It's hard not to be. Everyone talks about it so much. I'm an Enneagram seven. And so, uh, I mean, it makes sense, right? I'm the enthusiast. I'm starting these businesses, but I have a really, really hard time sitting with hard feelings. Mm. And while I've learned how to sit with them, it's still really uncomfortable for me. And I Mm -hmm. shut down, whether that be like sleeping or binging on Netflix or (laughs) food, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I've had to really learn how to not almost trap myself. Trap sounds like a bad word, but be like, and you have to deal with this. Like you're going to have to wrestle with God um, and figure out what it is that is causing these lies and um, these beliefs, that sort of thing, even though I really, really don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The sevens. I (laughs) I just got back from a fitness instructor retreat that I have gone through 
as a student, but this past week I was photographing it, but I still got to participate in some sessions and they have one called be still and be loved. And so it was like 45 minutes of just basically sitting on your yoga mat and quiet and just praying or sitting in the spirit, just seeing what God has for you. Mm -hmm. Those were the hardest 45 minutes for me because my mind was just all over the place with what I had to do that day, what was coming next when I got home that I couldn't just be like, let me just sit here and allow you to love on me, God. (laughs) Like it was so hard, but I needed it to know like you can do hard things like sitting still and being in quiet and just worshiping God without these distractions, but it was so hard. It's crazy how like, I mean, I think not just for sevens. I was thinking for you, that's probably like the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. just, like sit alone in your own thoughts and just like talk to the Lord oh, about sure. your life. But in general, I feel like that is becoming harder and harder mm-hmm. like for everybody because there's always something to entertain us, like our phone mm-hmm. or TV or, you know, we have so many things like at our fingertips to like entertain us. So to just like stop. And just like think, I mean, it's just like so unheard of now. <laughs> that or just glorifying busyness. Mm. And so it, we kind of were like, which I know I'm busy, but I've also learned how to manage my time to where I'm not super busy, um, how to say no to things, but that we can just be like, if you're just sitting still and doing nothing, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not nothing. My soul needs this rest. Like, my soul needs this drink of water to do everything else that I have to do. Right. Um, which is probably why it was so hard for me too, as I'm still struggling with that. Like, how can I just be sitting here when there's so many things to do? Right. Yeah. I get that for sure. I definitely, that's something that like, I want to have like a whole podcast, how to um, rest in mm-hmm. Sabbath instead of going and going and going all the time. But I like to transition us into like, so I know that you did an episode on your podcast about this. And Mm -hmm. I love when you talked about it of just the idea of analysis paralysis and how, how fear holds us in that way. Yes. So I realized that I struggled with analysis paralysis (laughs) when I was starting my business. Um, And for me, like I did have the podcast episode, but it's been a while. So I kind of have to like rethink what, I don't even know. Honestly, that episode was one that I just like spoke and then finished and said, I have no idea what I just said. (laughs) And then the next, when we released it, I like went on a run and listened to it. And I was like, Oh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) Um, But for me, just feeling one overwhelmed by comparison of myself to others Mm -hmm. or feeling like there's so much to do that I just can't do it at all. And so really just that feeling of being overwhelmed, but by really the future um, and everything that lies ahead that I prohibited myself from acting in the present. Um, So whether that be, we'll go with starting my business. It was like this whole to-do list of everything that needed to happen to quote unquote start a business. And I put all this pressure on myself to have a perfect logo. Like Mm. if I'm going to start, I need to have like the perfect branding and the perfect shop set up. And now looking back, I've already seen how my brand has evolved. 
mm-hmm. um, how my setup has changed, that sort of thing. But for whatever reason, it was such a big deal. Like I just made those mm-hmm. things a much bigger deal than they needed to be. Um, and I, there's a quote and I've said it earlier too. like, start where you are with what you have. Um, and that wasn't really something I took to heart when I first started. And mm-hmm. so I would just make my to-do list and look at it and be like, I can't do it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Really. I'm too much and it's too much and I'm not enough. Um, and so it's just been a process for me to like, look back and see how far we've come and how things I've been able to let go of things that really don't matter as much mm-hmm. as I thought. Um, and then with the analysis paralysis, comparing myself to others was another big one of, I like had this idea and we started it and then I would come across someone's Instagram that was doing the same thing as us. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, what's the point? Like someone's already, someone else is already doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, why are people going to want to buy from me if there's this girl or just coming across different people yeah. and realizing that I had fallen into the trap of comparing and that it was stealing my joy. Um, because I was passionate about fair trade clothing and ethically made. And I think I finally realized that everyone has a unique voice. And while that girl had started her own company and has built it up, we have different voices. We have different Mm -hmm. life experiences. God's called us to different things. And so while her story may connect with some people, um, mine connects with other people. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to realize that, it didn't matter what anyone else around me was doing, that I was to do what God called me to do. Um, and knowing that giving him my yes, um, that that's all he needed. Like he just needed my yes to do whatever it is that he has for me versus saying, okay, well I'll do it. But you know, there was no mm-hmm. more, I didn't put any more conditions on giving mm-hmm. him. My yes. Yeah. Um, and it was just really at this, the beginning of the year it was like, God, you have to take this because I realize that I'm controlling too much and I know you can do way more than I can. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good point. I feel like I see that a lot in my friends and things like in in myself of, well, my list is this long, so it's just like I might as well not even start. I'm the worst at that. Right. Like getting so overwhelmed by all the tasks and just Mm -hmm. being like, well, I can't do where to start. So I might as well not (laughs) might as well take a nap and watch. (laughs) Yes. Or like, or, you know, I've tried to be better about at least like, okay, make your list, but then like circle what needs to get done today Uh instead of just like getting overwhelmed and just freaking out about all the things you have to do, like figure out what you actually have to do today or like right now encircle those and then realize that the rest of those things can be done later. And it's going to be okay that you did not do them today. Yeah. I had to get like a daily planner essentially where it was like, this is what you do in the morning and the afternoon and the evening, and then kind of make my to-do list and then fit it in. Because for me, I can be so spontaneous fly by the seat of my pants that I just, that's how I avoid getting things done. I'm like, well, this came up. And so it's really been a process of self-discipline for me to sit down and be like, no, these things have to happen in the morning and kind of giving each thing a place um, 
so that I could at least try to get it done instead of being overwhelmed by all that needed to get done. Yeah, it's good. And I think that hinders a lot of us from just doing what God has called us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just getting overwhelmed and deciding, I ah, might as well not even start. Um, do you know, can you think of any other like fears that you think might hold back? So obviously my podcast is primarily for ladies in their 20s, but I do have, you know, a range of audience around that. But um, do you think, or do you have any idea of some of the main fears that maybe hold 20-somethings back? Mm, that we're too young. Mm. I am 27 now. I don't care if I say my age. I've been telling people that I'm 28, but then I realize that I'm actually 27. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. But I remember between like 20 and 25 feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. Like I should be further along in life. And you guys, I got married 10 days after I turned 20. So it's not like Mm -hmm. the marriage thing. I wasn't waiting for that. I think, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I have four-year-old and two-year-old. So I was like 23 and 24 when I had them. Um, So it wasn't that part that I was behind. It was more in the like business realm of things for me, like as far as a job. Um, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but my husband and I were missionaries in the Amazon until we got pregnant with our son. Um, so for me, I thought I would be there overseas the rest of my life. And so coming back to the States was kind of grieving a dream. Um, and then it really overwhelmed me and I was like, well, I thought I was going to do this. So now what am I going to do? Then Mm -hmm. I turned 25 and I'm like, oh, sorry. Um, 20 to 25, I felt like I needed to be doing something, but I was too young to do it. Mm -hmm. Then when I turned 25, I was like, well, I should have already done something by now. (laughs) (laughs) Just that battle, like, it's so silly now, but um, kind of just those feelings of being too young and feeling out of control about not having the resources to do my dreams. Mm yeah, we, I mean, we were missionaries, so we lived on donations for the first couple years of our marriage and just really didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. And so knowing, I've known for quite some time that I wanted to start some sort of business. I just didn't know what it was. Um, and I had tried a couple things and I would, I would start them and quit after the first failure. And I mm-hmm. think the most important thing is like, you're going to fail. Like failure Mm -hmm. is the key to quote unquote success, whatever success looks like for you, but you can't quit after that first failure. Right. Um, That's really where you learn and you make mistakes and you learn from it and you move on and you do better the next time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how like by the age of five, girls are more fearful about trying things than boys are. Mm. Like boys are much better at just like doing something they may mess up, but they're going to try again and mm-hmm. just do it anyway. That's why there's always been more men business owners than women mm. even now besides other things, obviously, but that when women would start, we would try something and then we'd fail and just quit and give up. Mm. And I was like, that was so me. And I would just be like, well, it didn't work out like I thought I would. It would, it wasn't meant to be. And so I've really had to challenge myself to keep going over those hurdles to Mm -hmm. overcome them 
and choosing to keep going rather than be like, well, that was a sign from God. It wasn't supposed to happen because if it was, it would have worked out the first time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning like those successes, those aren't what God is trying to teach me. Like there's other lessons he's teaching me in the, mm-hmm. in the valleys and in the failures that are more important than success would teach me. Mm-hmm. So. I couldn't stop thinking of that, like, phrase that's like, if at first you don't succeed, try, try. Try try again. (laughs) Yeah. Fall down six times, get up seven, I think, or seven times, get up eight. I don't know. That was on the back of our soccer sweatshirt one time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Back in high school. So I'm like, now it makes sense, I guess. But it's Um, true, right? It's true about everything in life, right? Because life is honestly about a bunch of failures. Because I fail at being a mom every day, but I still (laughs) have to keep going. (laughs) That's right. We kind of, I've been failures since... You know, Genesis 3. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, there's hope in that. So, I mean, that could equally go hand in hand with analysis paralysis of like, oh, well, I've failed doing X, Y, and Z so many times. Like, I'm fearful to fail again, Mm -hmm. Um, which is really hard. Nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to fall flat on their face. Yeah. Um, But how many stories have you heard of the people who were at their rock bottom that that's when they really found themselves climbing back to success. And I hate using mm-hmm. that word. I feel like I sound so business businessy, but it looks like success looks different for everyone and anyone. And I don't even want to say success, just like right. thriving, mm-hmm. not just surviving. Right. Yes. And yeah, that's a whole other topic of like, you know, what, ex- what exactly is success, but mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at uh, people in in whatever the, whatever they're doing in their business or whatever you know dream they're pursuing, typically they have tried many, many, many times or have done that thing for a long, long, long time before people are really seeing. Yeah, like for sure. The product of it or before people necessarily, again, like maybe numbers is not necessarily success, but before people are actually, you know, becoming aware of it. There's so many like big name business people that I admire and respect. Mm-hmm. And I will make myself scroll back down their feeds to like their first picture. Right. To just remind myself and put it into perspective, like, this is not how they started Mm -hmm. and they have teams of people behind them now like curating their images. But at some point they were exactly where I was. Right. And so I cannot compare where I am to their kind of final destination when I've just started my journey. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So, so in that, you know, how could we kind of identify our fears and the things maybe you know, comparison comes along with that. And obviously like, you know, what really is success, but how can we take like those fears and all of those, really all of those things are just like lies from the enemy and combat it with the word. Um, so I heard a girl speak not too long ago and she said something that has really resonated with me. And it was that someone else's revelation cannot be the anchor in your storm. And so we don't know when our storms are going to hit. And Mm -hmm. so when we're not in those, I 
really believe like spending time in the word prayer, um, building up your foundation to be ready when those storms hit so that you have a solid anchor. Like you can't just let what someone else says, um, be what you hold on to. Like you have Mm. to find and remember like who God is have bring up his character, but nobody else can do that for you but yourself. And then you just have to be willing to get messy. Like walking with Jesus is hard and it's Mm -hmm. messy and it's not safe and it's (laughs) definitely not boring. Um, when he really, when he calls you to do things and you have to obey him, you know, like I have dealt with the consequences of not obeying when he told me to do something. And so now I know, okay, when you tell me to do this thing, um, I have to do it and Mm -hmm. not because you're making me, but because I love you and I want to do these things, but really just spending time and the word daily surrounding myself with worship music is one of my, um, biggest Mm -hmm. things that gets me through the day and just kind of finding those songs, even listening to them when I'm not in a storm or, you know, when things are calm so that it's almost like muscle memory that when I hear that song, it calms me down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one song I listened to all the time a couple months ago and I can still see it, like sing it or hear it. And it just is like a breath of fresh air to me that it stops me no matter what I'm doing. It's like, Hey, you can breathe, like let it go. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it's up to you. You have to decide how deep you want to go. Um, I encourage you to dig deep, sit with God, um, see what he's called you to and things he's like calling out of you. Um, really pulling up the roots. <laughs> that would be mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, cause it's so easy to just coast and be like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, but you're eventually going to hit a wall and you're going to need to know like who God says he is and who he says you are. Mm. Yeah, that's so good, right? You have to have like that anchor that when those storms do come, that you can kind of go back and and hold on to that. Yeah. I was also thinking of the last night, uh, Jen Wilkin was, was telling us about at our Bible study about how it is better to obey and, and struggle through um, obedience in, mm-hmm. in whatever that is than to face the consequences of disobedience to the Lord. Uh, cause we've been studying the old Testament. And so mm-hmm. seeing the consequences of, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, <laughs> um, and I don't know how many parents, but it's something my eyes have been open to even more as I'm teaching my children, what it looks like to obey yeah, and consequences it just hit me so hard not too long ago that I was like, there are serious consequences when we disobey because sin is messy and it doesn't affect just ourselves. It can affect an entire family um, with just poor choices and just that. But knowing how much I love when my kids obey me cheerfully, quickly, and com- completely. That's our family saying like the Johnsons obey quickly cheerfully and completely, um, which we've picked up from our pastor and going through their parenting course. But I'm like, how true is that for us? Like, I want them to see what it looks like now so that 
Lord willing, when they follow God one day that they know what to do, you know? Right. right. Yeah. That's so true. And I'm but sure yeah. So many like, parallels <laughs> with, you know, parents and just like realizing mm. so many things about how God sees you. So I hopefully yeah. look forward to that one day. But the Old Testament, it's intense. Like I was, had some other parents that they're like, God doesn't force you to obey. I'm like, no, he doesn't, but there's still consequences. Mm-hmm. And you can't like, yes, he's a loving God, but he's just too. And yeah, not saying those are like huge things we see now, you know, we're not, he's not turning people into pillars of salt or <laughs> those types of things, you know, yeah. flooding the whole earth. We just read Noah's Ark tonight before bed. And I'm like, this is intense. <laughs> I just forget how much it's like not a kid's story because there's animals. Yeah, um, it's true. It's so true. And we forget a lot of those things now of just yeah. God's wrath and that we are to like fear him. And or like, I always think of Jonah and the whale, like him not obeying the first time mm-hmm. when God told him to go to Nineveh and then like storm hits and he's like, Oh guys, it was me. Sorry. Just throw me overboard. <laughs> like, that's um, intense. It is. It is. It's very serious. And then for me, my disobedience was I felt like God had been calling me to fast, and I just made up every excuse not to because why? It was hard. I didn't want right. to give up food or whatever it was. And that was probably in this like seventh month span of not obeying, mm-hmm. I felt like God was holding out on me that he was not near that. He kind of left me alone. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I feel like there's something you're calling me to, but I can't figure it out. Right. Yeah. And so I visit with a friend and I tell her like, I feel like God's been telling me to fast. And she was like, mm, you should probably do it. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I just don't want to. But like, I, went to yeah, church. I was hoping you would tell me I didn't right? have to. <laughs> um, so we go to church. I go to church with her the next day, which is where we now go to church because we've recently moved. And the pastor was preaching and he said, if you've been waiting for God to tell you something or experience a breakthrough that you've been waiting for, chances are God's already told you what you need to do. You just need to go back and obey the last thing he told you to, because he's not going to tell you something new until (laughs) you obey what he's already told you. And she looks at me and she's like, well, how about that? (laughs) Like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll do it. And during that fast is when salt and light trading co was born. Um, so he wasn't holding out on me. He was just had already told me what to do. I was just choosing not to do it. So Mm -hmm. I could have saved myself a lot of frustration and tears and Mm -hmm. fights with my husband. So and you learned from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you would have told me that that's what you were going to tell me while I was fasting, then sure. But that's not how it went. You just got to keep trusting me. Keep Mm -hmm. trusting. That's good. Love, but also hate when he does that, you know? I know. Love, hate. Okay, so we've made it to our last three questions, yeah. and I ask these to every guest on the podcast. Um, the first one, you know, since you're a 20-something, I'll kind of change the words, but what's <laughs> one thing that you feel like you, or you really wish 20-somethings would understand around this topic? It's so hard. I was thinking about it because I feel like in a lot of ways, like, I'm still experiencing the battle of overcoming fear. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I just wish I could tell myself, even when I was starting this journey, to keep trusting God and leaning into him mm-hmm. instead of trying to do things on my own. That would probably be the biggest thing because I had really realized there's a lot of times that even though I've never thought of myself as a controlling person, that there were still a lot of things that I was holding on to and not giving over fully to God. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I don't know. I just really think I could have, I'd hate to live in regret, but that there's things that I missed out on had I just trusted him in full obedience mm-hmm. and trust. Yeah, totally. Uh, are there any resources you could put in our hands around this topic? I'm a podcast person, so I just, I don't know, finding people who talk about this topic, Going Scared, Jessica Honiger's, um podcast from mm. Noonday Collection. Um, I really, it's just encouraging to hear people's stories, I think, when we yeah. hear other people's stories of overcoming fear or doing things that scare them that it makes it a little bit easier for us to do because we don't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. Um, which going with that, um, her book, Imperfect Courage would be another one. I'm reading it right now. I haven't gotten very far in, but like. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so hard because I have a love-hate talking, a love-hate relationship with talking about this subject because fear looks so different for so many people. Mm-hmm. And it's, going to look different for everyone. And you might think like, oh, I don't really struggle with fear like that because I never want to start a business or whatever it may be. Um, There's so many little places that fear creeps in, whether that's um, being scared of what may happen in your future, like tragedies happening that can really prohibit us from Mm -hmm. living in the fullness of today or being fearful of what people are going to think about us for speaking out on a certain subject or um, fear of looking silly because we sang karaoke. I don't know. Like just, it can be really tiny things. Like just, Mm -hmm. it sneaks in and I am also a seven. So I'm like, just do the thing, you know, (laughs) but not everyone's like that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Hmm. This one is is always really hard for me because I feel like it changes. So just depending on the season. Oh, totally. um, Like all the things that involve like a little bit of self-care, whether that be just getting in a bubble bath or a nap Mm -hmm. (laughs) or some sort of face mask. Um, I don't know. I feel a lot more just taken care of when I take those moments for me because of doing the business and um, taking care of kids, all that, um, that I really value my alone time. Um, Two, it's not really refreshing me right now, but it did just refresh me was going to Arizona last week to photograph the Revelation Wellness Instructor Retreat because while I was working, it was still just really good for my soul to um, mm-hmm. be in an environment where I was just learning so much about who God is. And then since I am also a current Revelation Wellness Instructor, I got a lot of inspiration for my class. And so I've been like walking around the house listening to drum, listening to music and like making drumstick routines to them for my class. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it just gets me really excited and motivated. And then three, okay, this is really random. <laughs> While I was gone, apparently at some point in my marriage, I said I wanted a giant beanbag. <laughs> and when I got home, there's a giant beanbag at the house. Beanbag. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it. Like every chance I get, I'm like, I'm going to lay on my beanbag. Right. Like, don't bother me. Back. Yes. <laughs> and so it's big enough that it fits our whole family. So we've been doing like wow. movies on it, just setting up the iPad and all cuddling up on the beanbag uh, and watching <laughs> movie. And then like I took an hour nap there today and it was the best nap ever. So that's so fun. Random, but yeah, I'm giant beanbags. So oh, and bonus fourth. Um, my husband has become really obsessed with houseplants. Um, I think I saw your Instagram the other day. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. And we just joke all the time about it. Um, but when I left, there was 37 oh houseplants. How do you when have I got back, in your house? Oh, there's 51 now. Yeah. And so while I give them a hard time about buying all these plants, it's really been just some comedy Wow. relief in our house and just we'll take turns making Instagram stories of maybe and like I can't believe he's buying new plants and he's videoing himself at Lowe's like buying new plants <laughs> like so how many it's fun the house <laughs> <laughs> he told me he wants our house to be like we're living in the Amazon again so we're pretty oh okay yeah that's one way yeah. to look at it <laughs> <laughs> and you've got your like Amazon children running around. I know my son, his Sunday school teacher said that kid is wild. He's like Tarzan. He goes, who's Tarzan? I said, he's like a jungle boy. And he goes, oh, he's a jungle boy like me. <laughs> I was like, he is. So we watched Tarzan on the beanbag. <gasps> that's amazing. <laughs> like That's you, buddy. Uh, yeah, he's He's going to be in an extreme sport one day. That's okay. like rock climbing, snowboarding, something crazy that will give me heart palpitations right. every time right. he does it. Of yeah. course. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming. No, thank you. It was so fun. And I uh, appreciate you coming and just speaking over ladies and the buddies. Yes. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Brianne today. Go check out Salt and Light Trading Co. on Instagram and the Dreamer and Doer podcast on iTunes. And if you don't mind, would you go ahead and leave a rating and review for the Water with Lemon podcast on iTunes? I know I say it often, but it really does help others find the podcast. And I hope you guys have a great week. Stay fresh, my people.